Hello, my name is Katherine Moore, social worker, mom, coffee lover, and founder of Social Workers Rise, where we inspire social workers to connect, expand their knowledge, and change more lives than they ever thought possible. I'm so excited you found my podcast. We will talk everything social work on every level from micro to macro. We will hear the stories of social workers who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Social Workers Rise. It is your host, Catherine here. This week, we're doing something different, and I'm really excited for this because it's the first time that I have ever done anything like this on the Social Workers Rise podcast. I have invited four of my fellow social workers to record a personal message for you about the advice that they would give to their younger selves. And this is so valuable because so many times I found myself thinking, you know, oh, I wish that I could, you know, hear from other experienced social workers. What do they do? What is it like? What do I really need to know? Because school is going to teach me what (laughs) they don't want to scare me away from the field. Right. But I really want to be prepared and I want to know what to expect. What is normal? What is not normal? Who can I go to? for extra help in different areas. Right after this quick ad from our sponsor, The Rise Directory, we're going to hear from five different social workers. I'm going to share my advice to my younger self, and then we're going to hear from Bass Moreno of the Social Workers Rants podcast, Harlene Vasquez, a career coach, Lauren Gutierrez, a school social worker, and social media influencer, and also Shara Ruffin, who does test preparation for social workers. So let's hop right into it. This episode is proudly brought to you by the RISE Directory, a national directory of clinical supervisors who are dedicated to helping the next generation of clinical social workers grow in their clinical skills. The link is in the show notes. Check it out and tell every clinical supervisor you know about this directory. Hello, it's Catherine here. I was thinking about what I would tell my younger self when I graduated with my bachelor's in social work or my master's in social work. I remember feeling this thought or thinking this thought, I feel like I should be smarter. (laughs) Like after I have a bachelor's and a master's, I just felt like I should know everything. And that is absolutely not true. So definitely go back and just normalize. Look, you're not going to know everything. This is just really the foundation to start your learning in this field of social work. And also, too, I remember this quote that I used to love because I thought it spoke so truly to the work of social workers. And maybe you've heard it. It's from a person who maybe or may not you have heard of. Uh, Muhammad Gandhi said that the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. And that is 
completely false with all due respect, Gandhi, <laughs> but I have found that you cannot lose yourself. You really, really need to know, you know, who you are, what you stand for, what your values are. So never lose yourself in the service of others. If you are giving more away to other people than how much you are giving to yourself, that is a problem. So with all due respect, Gandhi, you are wrong. And that's what I would tell my younger self is to never, ever lose yourself because there's always, always going to be more people who need help. There's always going to be people who will take from you and you need to be the one to set that boundary, put on your big girl pants and be assertive and say, no, this is where it stops. This is how much I can give. And now I need to give back to myself. And to be honest, that is still really, really challenging for me even now because I've always been a giver. I've always been one to uh, take pride and to enjoy the service of others. But you really can lose yourself if you let, if you let it get too far if you don't know when to stop, if you don't know where your limits are. So constantly check in with yourself, see how you're feeling, see how you're doing, see what you need for yourself to be the best that you can be at any given time. And that may look different day to day. And that is perfectly okay because life is rough. And not only is life rough, but this field is rough. So it's important that we're constantly checking in and really seeing, you know, are we still living up to our values? Are you still able to enjoy life and do the things that you love to do? Because if you let your job take over, you will find that you will just give all of your energy to your work, to your career, to your clients, and your friends, family, and partners may feel like they get whatever might be left of you. And even then, what do you get of you? If you're giving it all away to other people, what is then left for you? So always, always stay true to yourself. Don't lose yourself. Keep those hobbies if you can. Find things that are fun. This is how you're going to be able to stay in this field long term is by keeping true to yourself and really just checking in on where you're at. If you are feeling now that your job, which you once loved, is now not working out for you for whatever reason, it's okay to leave. If there are things happening that are not making you happy, that's not fulfilling you, you feel you're not servicing others like you set out to do, then take a look at that. See if there's any changes that can be made. And if you have done everything within your power to make those changes, then see what other opportunities are out there because I guarantee that there is a place for you. There is work to be done and there is a space where your talents, personality, your style is desperately needed. So by staying in an environment or in a workplace or in a situation that is not serving you, and you're feeling stressed out, you're not excited to go to work, you're feeling just, you know, tired, overwhelmed, maybe you're even crying on the way to work because you don't want to go so bad, look at other options, start applying for those jobs, reach out to people who can help you. You don't need to stay stuck in any one position.
So know your values, stay true to yourself, never lose yourself in service to others. Next up, we're going to hear from Bass Moreno. He is a social worker podcaster. He has the Social Workers Rants podcast. He is a author, a poet, and a Zumba instructor. Hi, my name is Basiliso Moreno, LMSW. Uh, people call me Bass for short. First of all, uh, congratulations to all the graduates, MSW, uh, BSW, and DSW uh, graduates. Um, well, I wanted to share what to tell my younger self in the social work field. Uh, a lot has changed. Uh, I've been in the field 20 years. A lot, a lot has changed. I first started in the field January 2002. A lot of good things has happened in the field since. What I can say to my younger self is be your authentic self. Um, basically, you will learn to find your, your own voice, whatever that is, whatever it is that your your right path will be. Um, try different, working with different populations. Uh, I will start in job welfare because you will get a lot, learn a lot real quick. Um, one of the first things I learned in child welfare was job security, considering um, people will leave um, it would be a revolving door of people just quitting like I'm not or just not coming back they'll go to work and just not come back um, and having um, my company that I work for being on probation from the city so um, I've had you know been laid off once in a nonprofit. so uh, always trying to as best I could be ahead of the curve and learn about of job security so if a company's not doing what they need to do with their finances or things like that i'm always a job hopper and definitely uh, looking for whatever that next opportunity is um covid has proved is there's no such thing as job security i've learned that a while ago and i know depending on jobs you can be comfortable at a job that like you like it you be comfortable you might have like best friends at a job or things of that nature um, but always look for what's next um, I've always been in the field for the outcome as much as the, the income um, just because I needed money when I first started I just needed a couple a couple dollars of my own money in my pocket so and then being married once and supporting family and then have, having my son and having my daughter has always been about, okay, my raises that I've gotten in jobs is only because I've left the job and got more money somewhere else. There have been times that I had to take pay cuts just to to pay bills, but I'm always looking for what's, what's next. What what else can I do? Who else can I work with? What 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 population have I haven't done yet? What population have I'm more most comfortable with? With uh, the power of social media, you know, with YouTube, has has definitely added an element um, to get paid. Um, to having a voice of knowing what you're worth, 
uh, that's you know that's great. Uh, that comes with time. Uh, definitely network um, within the profession. Um, that that starts you know in grad school when when I first started in the field, like I, grad school wasn't even a thought in my head until I started seeing uh, supervisors. Uh, getting promoted or getting hired because they have their MSW. So I uh, learned I had to go get an MSW and, and looking at myself in the mirror and being like, okay, social work, that that's the move. Like, okay, let's, let's expand and, and get the social work degree and become a, a social worker. So um, it's going to take time, be, you know, take patience, um, just do what whatever works for you, not what your favorite social worker on IG or TikTok says. Um, everybody's situation is different, so do what's best for you in your financial situation, your home situation, and do some digging. Um, you know, LinkedIn is great for jobs. As much as people trash indie, indie to me is is still great to look for jobs, um, make those connections. If people leave a job, try to stay connected with that person before they leave. Like, like ask questions, like where are you going? That way, to stay connected, something pops up, and if you need to make a move or jump ship, then um, don't be loyal to to any one company, any one job, unless you're, you know. Uh, self-employed and um, LCSW with your with your your own private practice, then uh, obviously you have to be loyal to your to your own company. At least you will hope. So proud of have being bilingual and speak Spanish, and and it's become very very useful. Uh, it be stressful at times because I'm usually the only one in the space that that speaks Spanish and haven't. To help with translations while you got your own work that you got to do so you know it comes with the territory again you can follow me uh the social work grants podcast on, on instagram and, and uh social work grants on twitter next up is shara ruffin she helps social workers pass their bachelor master clinical licensing exams in record time Hello, my name is Shara Ruffin. I am a licensed clinical social worker, former psychotherapist of over almost 20 years in the field of social work. And I am also the founder of Journey to Licensure that helps social workers pass their bachelor's, master's in clinical exams using a holistic approach. And my holistic approach really came from my own journey of having ADHD, generalized anxiety disorder, and a learning disorder. And on that journey, um, I had a hard road of taking exams and dealing with the struggles that I had to go through. It took me about almost 10 years to get my clinical license, my LCSW. And part of that was because of life. The other part was not having mentorship when it came to licensing. Unfortunately, I didn't get my master level license right out of school. I worked for a while back then. Licenses weren't required as they are now. So my first advice to any new social worker out there, whether you're a bachelor's, master's, clinical social worker, uh, clinical level, is to get your license early. Either your 
semester before you graduate your program or not too far after you're done with your program. It's so important to get licensed early. Life happens. Um, so many things get in the way. And licensure is a big part of your career mobility. So again, one of the most important advice I would give social workers that are coming out just graduating, grab that license, whether if your uh, state requires a bachelor level license, get it. If it's a master level license, definitely make sure that you have it um, and work towards your clinical hours as soon as you can so you can get that LCSW or in some states, the LICSW. Our licensing is so important because it's not only for our career mobility, but it also protects the public. So I wish all new social workers good, good mobility and good luck with everything in their careers. And another, I would probably say another good, important thing I would tell social workers is to, to make sure, if, especially if you're dealing with the clinical track start getting experience in the very thing it is that you want to build so getting a study toolbox starting that off early you know looking into specializations looking for mentorship looking at people in the field that you you look up to start making those professional development connections early on that was definitely very important in my journey as well is finding people that could support me in getting certifications and getting experience in the field, especially as a therapist. Um, coming out the field, a lot of times you don't have experience um, in the field and a lot of jobs require you having some type of therapist experience, um, which is also very, very much backwards. But if you can get an internship in your bachelor's program or even in your master's program to support you having some experience in the clinical field, do that. That way, when you come out of graduate school or when you come out of your bachelorette program, you have some experience there that you can utilize on your resume as well. And if you're definitely, if you're clinical, you want to start building that toolbox in terms of getting specializations in the very things that you want to um, work with in the near future. So let me give you another example. When I was a therapist, I came out of my psych job out of six years with 18 specializations. All of those things that I specialized in, I also used with my clients. So if my, I worked in a partial hospital, so if my program or the clients that I served needed grief counseling, I became a grief counselor. If they needed um, play therapy support, I became a play therapist. Oftentimes, employers love when their prospects not only have the specializations or letters behind their name, but they also have been using those evidence-based practices in real time. So you're showing your value up front, and you can also maybe negotiate a better salary on top of that, not just having letters behind your name, but showing how you've used them in your prior position. So start building that toolbox early at every level of degree and licensure level, from your bachelor's to your master's, from your master's to your clinical, start building those skill sets. There's so much that you can do in social work and even using those transferable skills in various places outside of social work, uh, such as going into coaching if you wanted to, which is a whole nother avenue. But again, I wish all the social workers much luck and support in their journey. 
Again, my name is Shara Ruffman, and I am the CEO and founder of Journey to Licensure, a company that helps to get social workers to pass their board exams and have been doing so since January 2021. We've passed over 250 plus social workers since we started, and we look forward to serving more. Thank you. If you're planning to take the BBS Law and Ethics exam, the ASWB Master's or Clinical Licensure exam, or if you're studying for the MFT exam, then you need a proven program that can help you understand the exam questions and pass with confidence. If this is you, I highly recommend the Therapist Development Center. I personally use TDC to pass my law and ethics and clinical exams and found the program provided me with everything I needed to pass with confidence. TDC's program integrates various ways of learning in an organized fashion, containing all of the information you need to pass without the overwhelm. And now, bonus, TDC is also offering a library of continuing education courses that fulfill your license renewal requirements and will support you in your career development. If this sounds like something that you need, visit their website, therapistdevelopmentcenter.com and use the code SWRISE10 at checkout to receive 10% off any of their CE courses, including their brand new course, On the Edge of Life, an Introduction to Suicidality. You can also check out the link in the show notes. Next up, we will hear from Harleni Vasquez. She is a social worker, career coach, first-generation Latina, and she is going to share about setting goals and entering into the job market. Hello, my fellow social workers. My name is Harleni Vasquez. I'm a social work career coach and a licensed social worker here in New York City. I work with social workers in all stages across the nation, and I help social workers gain clarity, build their confidence, and market themselves effectively to land a job using the LinkedIn platform. And of course, congratulations, my fellow social workers. You did it. And for my upcoming and current social work graduates, I want you all to first give yourself a moment of recognition because you did that. And trust me, I know the challenges of having to work full time, complete an internship, attend school all in one. And of course, I currently identify as a first gen. So if you currently identify as a first gen as well, those also other other challenges that you're currently facing as well. It is definitely not an easy task to do. But you did that and your degree was also your own investment. And no one can ever take that away. It's your name on your degree. And here's the thing, you hold all of the power to create the success you desire within your social work career. I want you all to know that there is so much noise within the social work profession, and it's not only one scope of practice. You can do it all and utilize all of your transferable skills to land your ideal role inside and outside of the social work profession. Don't feel the need to put so much pressure on yourself on feeling like you have to have everything figured out right before you graduate. And here's the thing, you're human. We're always going to be evolving. Therefore, your goals are always going to be changing. Your area of concentration will change. So feel the need to put yourself in a box. And as you're getting ready to enter the job market, please make sure to learn how to feel comfortable with speaking about your own previous experiences. Learn how to focus on what you have to offer in this very moment. And don't feel the need, of course, if you go towards a clinical route, 
Don't feel the need to have to feel like you have to memorize the entire DSM. Your next role should grant you the opportunity to learn and to be able to step out of your comfort zone while having that concrete guidance and support. During the interview process, please make sure for you to prepare. Preparation is key. I often tell my clients to study their own resume while matching it to the job description. This is what I like to call selling with your unique strengths. And most importantly, don't compare yourself to colleagues and others within the profession. And if you're currently towards the clinical route, do not let a test determine your future. And trust me, I personally have had a love and hate relationship with this exam. It took me multiple attempts to pass this exam. Not saying it's going to happen the same thing for you, but I want you to be able to recognize that you are a social worker because you have your degree. And of course, I also understand that things vary from state to state, but I want you, this is a mindset thing. I want you to give yourself that validation now because no test is going to define who you are as a person because at the end of the the day you are going to make that impact no matter what you deserve this and make sure that you validate your current journey and embrace those areas of improvement go out there and step into your highest potential i got you i'm here to support you and if you're currently an upcoming or current social work grad i currently have my signature group program social work graduate academy enrollment for summer is going to open in july so if you're currently interested message me to learn more about this step into the community and this level up in 2022 Lastly, we're going to hear from Lauren Gutierrez. She is a school social worker. You may also know her as the social work scrapbook on social media. She shares her knowledge on her YouTube channel, and she's also a clinical supervisor based out of Texas. She's going to share her top three tips to building confidence as a new social worker. So today I'm going back to the beginning of my career. I'll be honest, it's a phase of my career I didn't like very much because I don't like feeling like I don't know what I'm doing and something tells me that you're the same way. So today I want to share my top three tips to building your confidence in the field of social work. I want to ultimately take you from green to seen. I'm sorry, my name is Lauren Gutierrez, also known as Social Work Scrapbook, and I'm a sucker for a good rhyme and helping new and aspiring social workers on social media and also over on my YouTube page. So if you don't know, a green social worker is someone that's fresh and brand new to the field. And sometimes that means that you may not be ready to make the rubber hit the road. You're kind of like in a car, just wondering whether you want to go or not. And I think I know what the issue is here. If this is you, this is what your roadblock is. You haven't quite found what your ideal client or population is. You don't know who it is. Maybe you did your internship and you did okay, or you kind of sort of liked it, but you just don't feel like going into that area of social work. So my very first tip, if this is you, is for you to try a population that you've never worked in before. And I know it sounds super scary, but this is the only way to find your niche or your ideal client. Think about it. The experiences that you've had thus far in social work aren't really correlating with your passions. They haven't pulled on that passion of yours or your calling. And believe me, once you know 
that you found your passion, you're ready to dive into that perfect career choice. Um, So for me, I'll go ahead and start where I was. I was lucky enough to have my internships in schools and I fell in love with school social work very, very long ago. I was so ready to apply and I knew what I wanted to become. It didn't mean, though, that my first job was as a school social worker. In fact, it really wasn't. It was far from it. But I did find a job working with kids because I was trying to develop that experience that I needed to get into the schools eventually. I kind of worked backwards, which is a strategy that I strongly suggest. But I admit I kissed a few frogs along the way. And if you want to know more, I have a whole video on my YouTube channel right now dedicated to all the jobs I had before my dream career as a school social worker. I've been in the field now for 13 plus years. So I just want to break the myth that your very first job isn't going to be your forever job. It will, however, dig you into some pretty great experiences. The first jobs that are out there. They have you on the front lines, they have you testing your boundaries, and they certainly open your eyes to what you're capable of. I remember those days and they're tough, so get ready for them, but it's okay, you're tougher, you're gonna get through it. However, once you stop the learning process, once you're no longer being challenged, once you're no longer feeling that opportunity for growth in those entry-level positions at the career that you start off at, then you pivot away. And I talk a lot about pivoting on my social media account. You can see that it's trending a lot, not to stay in a toxic work environment. You can check out a few Instagram lives that I've done with a few really great social work mentors over on my Instagram at Social Work Scrapbook. And that leads me to my next big tip for new social workers. And that's finding yourself a mentor. My favorite place to look for a mentor is actually in the jobs that you're first going for. Where you work at, it's really great. But one tip that I have to give you in this little area is that you want to find a mentor that is a marigold, not a walnut tree. And if you don't know what these two differences are, I'm going to give you a small little breakdown real quick. These are a walnut tree. Let me start here. These are the people that have a lot of wisdom, right? They seem very strong and wise like a tree. However, they're kind of burnt out. And they're stagnant. They're quite the opposite of green. They're actually jaded. And if you seek mentorship from someone like this, you run the risk of becoming jaded yourselves. A marigold mentor is very similar to this podcast, Social Workers Rise, and how it feels. It's an energy of positivity. It's an energy of challenging you to become better, sharing insights without bogging you down. And that's really important to find a mentor that's like this. Did you know that farmers actually plant crops near marigolds to help them grow and away, they keep far, far away from walnut trees because they're so toxic to the soil. You have to be selective. Just like a farmer, make sure that you are surrounding yourself with marigolds. In my very first school social work job, I did have a marigold mentor that allowed me to learn so much of the ins and outs of school social work. And today I provide clinical supervision in Texas and mentorship for my brand new social workers out there in the school systems that are just lost and not knowing quite what to do. So if you ever want to work with me as a mentor or as a supervisor, please be sure to follow me at Social Work Scrapbook on Instagram or on YouTube. My last and final tip, and this is a huge tip for those of you that are wanting to build the confidence, is to start taking action. 
action creates confidence. So you're going to get stuck in imposter syndrome if you just sit there thinking about what you're going to do next. That turns into overthinking. And I don't want you to go there. I want you to take action. And I want you to apply for the scary job in the population that you've never worked with. I want you to go for the master's degree. I want you to go for the clinical license. I want you to dream big and start making the moves, taking the steps that you need to do to get there. So please continue on this momentum. You're already pressed play play on this podcast. And that means that you took some action already. It's a baby step, but even baby steps lead up to confidence in this field. I'm super excited to have shared a little bit of my knowledge with you. Until next time, I'm wishing you social work success. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Social Workers Rise. If you loved it, please open up your iTunes, tap the five stars, and leave a short note on why you love listening to the Social Workers Rise podcast. Also, if you want to share it on social media, I absolutely love it. You have me fangirling all over you. Take a screenshot and share it and tag me at Social Workers Rise on Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, just want to leave a little bit of legal disclosure here that the information, opinions, and recommendations presented in the Social Workers Rise podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done so at your own risk. This podcast should not be used in place of professional advice, therapy, or clinical supervision. And with that, my friends, I'll talk to you next week.